Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. We have a really great topic for all of you today. This is a, I think this is more of a coaching than a training um, podcast because really what this is designed to do, this the content for today's show is designed to force you all to be very introspective about what your early warning signs are. That's right. So how do you actually know if your business is headed for a big slowdown? Will your income fall off a cliff in 60 or 90 days or 120 days? Or will you actually stay in momentum? Well, consider the fact that before there were reliable seismometers, earthquakes were even more destructive than they are today. Entire cities were built on fault lines, and there would be no warning before destruction would ensue. So let's make this into a story, okay? Sure. So if you're living in Southern California, oh, it, by the way, it turns out Puerto Rico. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Who knew? Quick fun story for all of you. So when we moved to Puerto Rico in 2019, oh, we knew about the hurricanes and the hot summers. Yeah, we knew about occasionally the electrical grid and the water would stop working and all the rest of it. But what we didn't know, and for those of you who think we're uh, smart, this will clear the air on that point, um, is that it turns out the bottom of Puerto Rico by this beautiful little town called Ponce is also a really, you know, ancient fault line. You know, not like there's new fault lines, but you get the point. So this fault line is known to occasionally not just to have like one, this little, you know, jarring earthquake, but it'll have a little earthquake followed by hundreds of other earthquakes. It'll awaken, basically. So here we land in Puerto Rico in 2019. We're all excited (laughs) to live here and it was a big deal and our family and dog and whole nine yards and then the electric goes off and then the water goes off and then there's earthquakes that went on for what two weeks literally every day for nearly a month and these were not little ones either these were the kind that you notice yeah so when we're using this example uh, and you're in california or puerto rico or like yeah. a lot of the places on planet earth you know what a size a seismograph or size seismometer is, yeah. is truly what it is and it's just something that tells you it's a predictable it's a it's a science, piece of scientific equipment that's going to predict how big the earthquake is going to be and so when you're thinking about the notes from today think about that so if you had a way of a, a, a mechanical device let's say a yes. science piece of scientific equipment they could look into the future and can pay attention to the tiny little gyrations that are happening in your foundation right in yeah. your personal foundation and based on the frequency and the depth and all, you know, just different things that we're going to share with you on today's podcast, that would shine light on really what was in your future as far as whether there was going to be a big earthquake, no earthquake at all. So keep that in mind as we're moving forward. That's right. And for those of you who have never actually experienced an earthquake, I have something for you too. Another analogy being that we grew up in the Midwest, before tornado sirens, tornadoes would hit and nobody would have time to hide in cellars or basements. There was no warning to take action. And another analogy, and then we'll get to our five early warning signs that you can write down and maybe add some of your own. Before planes and pilots had the ability to detect and report turbulence to the planes around them, turbulence would seemingly come out of nowhere and surprise the passengers, wreck their lunch, and freak everybody out. But now they have onboard weather radar and better reporting so they can warn everyone and steer around those disturbances. I find that to be much more comforting. I'm sure you do too. Yes. Because we can remember some of our early flights were like that. Weren't like that. I mean, mean, weren't. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Didn't have the warning. So fortunately, now we have seismometers, tornado sirens, and turbulence indicators 
indicators, but what are your early warning signs? How do you know when you're getting off track before you're actually experiencing your own turbulence, earthquakes, or a tornado to your income stream? Now, if you are a coaching client, this is exactly what we tell you to do. We'd ask you to write out, write down what, and we're going to go through these to give sort of, I think, give you a basis for determining what your early warning signs are. And then when you, maybe you write all five of these down, or maybe you come up with your own, Write those down, and you're going to post that in your work environment. Um, coaching clients, we'd have them write these on a three-by-five card, post it in their work environment, maybe post it on the refrigerator, post it everywhere, so they can constantly be checking themselves against these early warning signs. You guys get it? Everyone r- likes to write down dreams and have goal boards and have you know dream boards and have all these other types of things. Well, what Julie and I figured out was if you actually had a list of the things that you need to be looking out for that uh, are things that you must be avoiding, that that actually is even more powerful than having, say, for example, the vacation to Disney World that you were you know, mm. planning on taking your That's family right. to. So Julie, five early warning signs. You're headed for a crash or maybe not crash, but maybe you're <laughs> headed for um, a disturbance. experiences you'd rather not have. Indeed. And we're going to do those five common early warning signs and the solutions. Now, remember, guys, this is just training, though we are going to get into the weeds a little bit more than we normally do on today's show. And if you're wanting to see the notes for today's podcast, just scroll down. They're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, everywhere you can possibly imagine. The notes are there waiting for you. Scroll down. And when you do, please also join Premier Coaching. We have thousands of agents that join Premier Coaching every single year. Now, why are so many agents joining Premier Coaching? Because the next natural step in your real estate career, it is the real estate community that you want to be part of as we, frankly, enter into this new real estate market even deeper. Because we're going to be in this cycle for a long time, and you might as well be locked into other people that are on the same sojourn as you who are follow, who are following a proven path to success because of this market. So scroll down, click the link to join Premier Coaching, and it's 100% for free, and you do have immediate 30-day access to all Premier Coaching, including a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris Certified Coach. So go ahead and do that now, and uh, yeah, that is your next natural step. All right, Julie, five early warning signs. Early warning sign number one you might experience when or if you've started to blame everyone and everything for your lack of momentum. The market conditions, your broker, lack of inventory, higher interest rates, or what party's in office, or for some of you, unfortunately, you might be using all of those. So here's the solution. Put down your blame thrower and embrace these affirmations. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. And I'm a doer. I do things now. I get things done. In other words, take control back. It's nobody else's fault you can control your outcome. In a world where it's become normalized, really not to take responsibility for much of anything because it's always somebody else's fault, a good uh, starting point is to take a radical approach to assuming everything that happens to you, uh, both good and bad, are by your own creation. And, and this is a great example because, frankly, it overstates it. But let's say, for example, you're driving your car to a parking lot. Every time I tell the story, I always remember the uh, parking lot in Georgetown where the Starbucks was. <laughs> yes. you know, it's, it's exactly, when I tell the story, That's it's exa- immediately what I visualize because that parking lot was really poorly designed. Very poorly designed. Yeah. So anyway, so you park your car someplace safely, uh, you know, off the, nobody else is around. There's no real reason to believe that you're going to have any sort of incident with any other fellow Starbucks uh, customer. Uh, so you go in and you get your latte and you come out. And sure enough, some lady or some guy, doesn't matter, has hit your car. So something has brought your car, their car together. And what do you? how do you immediately feel? You feel like a victim. You feel angry. You feel, how does this idiot possibly have hit my car? In other words, your mindset is now going towards a place where you are out of control, where there's somebody else to blame. But a real, uh, essentially, if you're taking ultimate responsibility for your mindset with regards to not ever, uh, you know, firing up your blame thrower would be 
to simply say, and I know this is overstating it, but it does make the point. I parked, I went to Starbucks when I went to Starbucks. I chose to park here. I chose to, every single situation, everything that led to the incident of the person hitting your car was your choice. So nothing happened to you. Your series of choices led to you where you are. And that is true with every aspect of your life. And I know that is very uncomfortable for a lot of you to wrap your minds around that your situations are of your own creation. And maybe in some cases they're not. Okay, so I, I get that there's exceptions, but it's a good place to start with the assumption that every single thing that you're experiencing, both good and bad, are by your own uh, as a result of a series of choices that you've made in the past. Starting there will cause you to take more responsibility for the choices you're making now, and you'll never allow yourself to feel like a victim. That's right. So point number two, our warning sign number two, perhaps you've stopped exercising. If you're experiencing a lack of energy or feeling depressed or unmotivated, sometimes you guys say, I feel stuck. Well, put one foot in front of the other. There's an African proverb that goes like this. When you pray, move your feet. So here's the solution. Get back to exercising, but make it even better for your business. Join Orange Theory, Zumba, CrossFit, or form a walking club in your neighborhood. Being around other people gives you opportunity to talk about real estate while you're getting back on your exercise routine. Now, this is assuming you had an exercise routine to begin with. That's true. Yeah. So you should start an exercise routine. But for some of you, most of you really, you've had an exercise routine, but you stopped it. You gained some weight. You lost energy. Maybe you rationalized it. Well, I'm just getting older, all those types of things. So get back on the horse. Start taking 15-minute walks. And we could have built on that uh, point number two, you know, the early warning sign, mm -hmm. you're not exercising. We could have embellished that and you're not eating correctly or you're not getting enough sleep or you're not drinking enough water. You've stopped that. taking your supplements. You know what your early warning signs were. Remember, these are just really designed to be, uh, I think, thought-provoking so you can create your own list. So if you take supplements every day, and you know we've missed our supplements two days in a row. Well, that's probably why you're thinking about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if you take supplements every day and you stop doing it, well, that's an early warning sign that you might be essentially slipping and sliding. Because generally speaking, if you know your very clearly defined early warning signs are. So for example, Julie and I exercise every day. Never want to do it, but we always do it. So if we stop uh, exercising every single day, now... Obviously, it's not great for our health, but what are the unintended consequences of allowing that uh, to start occurring? Well, we have less energy. We're less effective on the podcast and coaching calls. You know, all these other things that happen, not immediately, but downrange of having to having stopped that, uh, you know, exercising or stopped that activity. You guys get it? So an early, early warning sign is designed to uh, allow you to have time to change direction before things get super bad. Well, that's true. And a lot of times you might think that you're stuck or you're depressed or, you know, you're just feeling off. And you can start with one of our previous points, start blaming other things or, you know, whatever's going on. When in fact, the real reason is because you stopped exercising, your energy is low and you're starting to feel depressed and get stuck. So you see how this can be a spiral. And that's why, you know, unfortunately, we don't come with our own seismometers installed. That's why you've got to be introspective and know what your own personal warning signs are. I had a coaching client that I coached for probably five or six years, and then he sort of semi-retired. He's a little bit older than you and I, mm -hmm. and he uh, messaged me maybe a week ago, and he wants to get back into my personal schedule yep. again. Mm -hmm. Now, he doesn't necessarily want to sell real estate at the same level he did previously, but and, and I started to talk to him, and I asked what's going on, right? And he said, I, he didn't use these exact words, but the essence of it was he stopped paying attention to his early warning signs. He gained weight. 
He was having problems with his, uh, you know, different personal relationships. His finances weren't they weren't what they were at one point. All these things that had he been essentially monitoring his early warning sign or having a coach monitoring his early warning signs with him, he would have not had this essentially this slippery slope and having to dig himself back out of this hole. The whole, guys, there's a. There's an old, I love this Warren Buffett saying, right? Warren Buffett said, Americans love to celebrate the comeback story. The person that built it all, lost it all, built it all, lost it all, built it all, lost it all. There's something woven into the, you know, I think the American fabric that everyone loves to celebrate the comeback story. But Warren said, I don't like to celebrate the comeback story. I like to celebrate the person that built it, never lost it, kept yeah. building it kept their head down, kept building it. In other words, they don't, you don't have to have ups and downs and have these epic, you know, essentially periods of success followed by epic periods of, uh, you know, essentially failure. You don't have to live like that. That's all uh, essentially conditioning that you can uh, create systems around so you can avoid it. And this early warning sign idea is nothing other than just a system. Where's my list of five early warning signs? There it is in front of my desk. Am I actually committing any of those, uh, you know, those sins that are going to lead to downrange problems? Yes, I am. I'm not exercising anymore. I'm going to fix that. Early warning sign number three. Early warning sign number three, are you possibly not following a profit-driven schedule? Hoping, waiting, or speculating for your next few transactions is not actually a plan. Your daily profit-driven schedule must include proactive lead generation, furiously fast lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. Now, if you're not doing any of those last things on the list, it means you have to get back to the first thing, which is the most important, proactively generating new leads. So maybe that's resonating with some of you. What's the solution? Well, instead of thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm so off for this year or even this month, set a specific short-term goal of generating new pre-qualified appointments. If you need three new listings in the next 30 days or even 90 days, your short-term goal is to set at least one new listing appointment this week. So that brings us to today. What are you doing today to achieve that goal? This is all information point number three, early warning sign number three is right from the real estate treasure map. And if you don't have your real estate treasure map completed, well, don't worry about it. It's uh, waiting for you over on the first level of premier coaching, which give, and we will give you free access to the first level of premier coaching. And really one of the, the outputs, the most important things you have to know after you complete your treasure map is what your magic number of listings is. And magic number of listings is the number of listings you need at all time to meet or exceed all your financial expectations. For example, if you had five listings at all times, you can pretty much rest assured that three of those things would always be in contract. Three of those listings and most of the market being in contract will result in you making $30,000 a month. So if you don't have five early warning signs, if you don't have five listings at all times, that is an early warning sign. But here's the actual, uh, I think, uh, initial rumble. You need to be making five contacts to sellers every single day if you're supposed to have five active listings at all times. If you make, you know, five times five times four, you're going to be making a hundred contacts a month and you most assuredly will stay, stay over at, you know, you'll be at least five active listings at all times. So that is all math. It is all proven. It is all, you know, essentially waiting there for you to self-discover when you join Premier Coaching. The link is down below in the show description, or you can just go to Premier Coaching. Uh, dot com, premiercoaching.com. Point number four. Point number four, your next warning sign, the overconsumption of negative news. You could probably say any news, really, because most it's of it's all negative, negative right? right? Association with negative people or incessantly doom scrolling. 
How do you feel when you spend your time this way? We talk about this on nearly every podcast in some way or another. The solution is follow a media-free morning or a media-free day. Unless what you're watching or listening to is in support of your powerful mindset, which you can do with podcasts, for example, providing you valuable market or business knowledge, step away from the media. It is not supporting your goals. I'll tell a coaching story because immediately when you're reading this point, um, I won't say... I know what you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's the best example ever. Sure. Gary, okay? Mm -hmm. So Gary listens to the podcast. So I won't say your last name, Gary Z. I won't embarrass you, okay? So here's the thing about Gary. He is one of the most clever, smart, uh, industrious agents that I've ever personally coached. But here, he would uh, earn a lot of money, and he would be very successful, and he had great energy and enthusiasm. He was great to talk to, just really a nice, everyone loves Gary, okay? Now, occasionally, Gary would uh, show up to a coaching call or just a between coaching call message, and he would be very negative. It was like a complete opposite person. He was almost like, you know, bipolar. It was, you know, I thought, honestly, I thought maybe he had a medical problem or something. And so I started, you know, focusing on, okay, what's wrong with Gary? Let's figure this out. Why is Gary sometimes you know, the best agent ever. And then other times he's not. Well, it all was tied to the media that he was consuming. And I asked him, write down all the things that you watch every day. And it was not just on the news. It was mostly crap he was getting from Facebook. He was, he belonged to all these essentially doomsday scenario Facebook groups. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and they're always looking for the, it's not just the alien invasion, but the aliens invasion that, you know, are mm-hmm. the ones that love to eat humans, just the worst it's stuff. Very you specific. Can, yeah. Right. Very specific. <laughs> and it, yeah. it's all about government conspiracies and, you know, just politics and just all this stuff. So what Gary would do is he, when he started to consume even a little bit of that stuff, it would change everything about him. He would talk slower. His energy level would be terrible. He would do no lead generation. He would have virtually no money coming in. He would write off past performance. In other words, his savings um, and rental income. Maybe he would do a flip, but he would completely unplug from the successful Gary. So he was doing what Warren Buffett would have advised him not to do. He was going from, you know, boom to bust, boom to bust, boom to bust. And when I would coax him out of the, uh, you know, the media and get him to be media free, he would like within, it wasn't right away, listeners. It was usually like a week, sometimes two weeks. He'd bounce back to the person that he was. Now, I'm not assuming that he went cold turkey like, frankly, he told me he was. I assume he was still, you know, dripping some Dabbling. of it into his system, right? Mm-hmm. But what we what really does go to show, and you will experience this as well, if you're watching a lot of neg- negative news, you might not even say, well, it's negative. It's just informing what's going on in the world. You test that theory. Completely go media free completely go media free. And here's what you'll experience. A real sense of insecurity and withdrawal. Well, am I missing something? What's going on? What happens to this? What happens to that? You will feel an actual level of anxiety. Be introspective about that and notice it. Because what is going on is you have become addicted to the negative news, the little dopamine hit you get from the, have you heard? Bump, 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 Wolf Blitzer, breaking news. This is the news desk or whatever, whatever. You become addicted to that. And as soon as you stop consuming that, you know, you, it's just like if you ever tried to get off caffeine, which I have no idea why anyone would ever do that, but okay. So if you just yeah. decide to get off caffeine, you know, you're going to go through with, with withdrawal. Like when Julie and I had COVID, we didn't, you know, we were taking all kinds of medicines, no caffeine. Well, guess what? The withdrawal from caffeine was probably a hell of a lot worse than the COVID. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you're going to experience, but be okay with that because it doesn't last, but maybe a week or so. And then you're going to, the, so there's a, a saying that nature abhorbs a vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. So when you remove something, other things are going to try to rush in and fill that gap. 
And that's going to be your challenge because you're going to be tempted to fill that back with a bunch of negative news. Mm -hmm. Don't allow that to happen. Start opening your mind to all the things that are wonderful, that are amazing, that are beautiful, that are going on all around you. And you got to force the negative evil stuff out of your head because it is all consumptive by design. That's right. And you know, you do have to be very proactive and curate what you're putting into your brain. You were talking about like watching news shows. I've noticed like, uh, you know, we talk about doom scrolling because the thing is you watch one video about something and then all of a sudden it starts to needle its way in and it starts feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. And you're scanning down and you don't even realize that you're feeding that little dopamine thing, just getting the next story and the next story. So one thing that I've noticed, like Zoe and I like to watch animal rescue videos, right? (laughs) But there are certain things, especially on Facebook that, or I think probably Instagram, that will turn that into some kind of really scary animal rescue thing. So when I see that and I notice where that feed's coming from, I, I do the little three dots and I say, I don't want to see this anymore. Hide ad. And it'll ask you, why do you want to hide the ad? And I always say irrelevant or something like that. But you have to be very proactive about that. Otherwise, then you mistakenly watch that one and it keeps feeding you and feeding you. And then all of a sudden, you know, not only is your hour shot, but you're also feeling terrible. Well, I was going to watch, um, I was, you know, looking through different uh, sections in Netflix last night. Now, mm-hmm. media free, guys, I mean, literally like the news and whatnot. And I, I was attracted to the dystopian section. And <laughs> right. I was thinking about watching The Road by what was oh, the no. author's name, McCormick, no. which is pretty much the most darkest dystopian movie you can possibly imagine. Don't do it. Yeah. And then you made fun of me and I stopped myself. We ended up watching Titanic. But Zoe, Zoe, <laughs> she wouldn't, couldn't make it she, Zoe wouldn't let us watch the Titanic because someone warned her that the ship goes down. So as soon but, as... But look at her filter, though. Right. So, so as soon as the movie is about maybe 30 minutes in, she goes... <laughs> this little nine, little nine-year-old. She goes... <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> she got up, walked away. <laughs> yeah, she did. She goes, I'm not sticking around watching that ship go down. Okay, fine. Yeah, Movie's she'd over. She'd rather be drawing. You yeah. Know? So there's a lesson in that. We already covered the last one, which is uh, number five, warning sign. You're not making enough contact with people to transact. Are you conflict avoiding, contact avoiding, and hiding out from potential business? Some of you are. have decided that there's not enough business, so you're not going to go after it. So I'll give you guys some other suggested early warning signs that you might want to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not praying every day. You're not meditating every day. You're not, this is a big one. You're not showing overt appreciation to other people every day. And one of the, again, this is one of the things we suggest to all of our coaching clients, you show overt, uh, like surprise appreciation for at least five people a day, mm-hmm. because that always comes back tenfold. No, literally you find some agent that did a great job or a, a listing agent or a seller or your mom or your, doesn't matter who. And you just say, you know what? That's really, I was really impressed by that. Or you just do just random acts of gratitude and appreciation. Mm -hmm. That is something that will make it so that people will always remember you, always, frankly, love you and respect you because you made them feel amazing. When was the last time, listener, you received any gratitude or show of appreciation from anybody? But that's no excuse to not do it yourself. And, but that's what most people say. They do. They'll say, I'm Why not should gonna... I show it if nobody's showing that to me? Exactly. Because they're not showing it to you because you're not showing it to them. And if you start showing it to them, you'll start getting that back. Not just in the terms of nice compliments, but you also get in, uh, in the terms of uh, people wanting to support your business through referrals. Uh, that's true. And, you know, it's funny. I, I was just having this flashback to having that feeling, you know, especially when you're cranking a lot of deals and you get stuck in the inspection drama and this and that, and and there's stress all the time because people are moving. You guys know how it goes. And I will never forget when uh, we were doing one of our bigger deals. Remember Rich and Joan? Uh Of course. And, and, you know, there was a lot to their transactions. It was very complicated. And I always had like this feeling that 
gosh, you know, I don't know whether they really like me. It always seems like I'm bringing something to them that causes them stress. They were relocating, all these things. And I'll never forget uh, the day before closing, we were doing the walkthrough, and Rich puts his arm around me, and I'm like, okay, what's, what's the deal with this? He goes, I just want you to know how much I appreciate all of your hard work. Yeah. And I almost cried because it had been a very stressful deal for me. And I, I reflect on that as that was him showing appreciation, even though I wasn't feeling appreciated. Remember, when you guys go through your stressful deals, you got to think about what they're going through. That doesn't mean they don't appreciate you. You give it to them. So other early warning signs might be like, maybe you're not, frankly, looking very good. Maybe you stop combing your hair. Maybe you have allowed yourself to gain weight. Maybe you are wearing clothes that look great 15 years ago. Maybe you're not wearing, I mean, you know, uh, Makeup every day. I don't know. I mean, yeah. whatever it is, no, right? True. Look to see if you're actually allowing yourself to slip in any meaningful way. Write the things down that you suspect that you have to be monitoring of yourself. Write those down. We've given you some ideas. And when you do this and you take it seriously and you post those things, when you are looking at the list and you see something that you know you're doing that's going to lead to other downrange problems, monitor how you react to it. Some of you are going to want to ignore it and actually rip the card down and, you know, say delete, delete, delete. In other words, you don't actually want to accept the fact that your lack of activity in this particular, maybe making the contacts every day, you don't want to be told that you're supposed to be making those contacts and you're maybe not wanting to emotionally accept the fact that there's unintended consequences of being lazy today. It's going to pay, you know, it's going to cost you in the future. And that's actually, I think, a good place to round this off. Sure. The whole point of the early warning science concept was, is the reality that you're experiencing today, what you're experiencing financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, everything is a direct result of activities you've done in the past. So if there's aspects of your life right now that you don't like, uh, it's because the past version of you wasn't willing to make the contacts every day, wasn't willing to go to the gym every day, wasn't willing to, you know, whatever, right? So you can, and I don't care how old you are, young or old, does not matter. You can absolutely positively put a hard stop to the continuation of that negative momentum in the areas of your life you don't like by writing the things down that you know that you need to be monitoring within yourself to keep yourself in alignment with what your highest and truest purpose is, which is your best version of yourself as a real estate practitioner. And ultimately, that's somebody who's uh, in uh, essentially in alignment with everyone's highest and truest purpose on this planet, which is being of service to other people. That's really the essence of what this is. This is essentially you self-coaching, you coaching yourself. That is really what this all drills down on. Well, that's right. And you can't change the past. You may be looking back and saying, yep, you're right. You know, now I realize that I'm here because I didn't do this or that, or maybe you're having a great year and it is because of that. Right. But what you do today, looking into the future, you want to be able to say, Thank you, past Tim, for having it together on that day, because that's why I'm having a positive day 30, 60, 90 days in the future. You know, it's also important that you do thank yourself and you do yes. celebrate your victories and you do acknowledge the fact, like Julie and I went out to our first date night in a long time uh, last Friday, and we basically were thanking past versions of ourselves for getting us at that table, having that nice yeah. little Italian dinner and, you know, all these things, all the things that we've been doing over the last, you know, years and years and years are leading us to the point. You guys get the point. You have things like that in your life as well. And if you're not, if there's any facet of your life and any of the major categories that most people will agree are the most important, spiritual, physical, family, educational, financial, if there's anything in any of those categories that are not truly representative of the person that you really can be and want to be, it's okay. 
Write those things down. Like, you know, for example, that you maybe have, I'll always lean into the weight thing because it's the easiest thing for everyone to understand because most everyone needs to lose some weight. Well, if you don't like the way you physically look and feel, that's a result of you maybe not having the, you know, focus on exercise and focus on, oh, you guys get it in the past. And there's there's interesting studies that have, you guys have probably heard this too, that most people um, gain approximately two pounds per year. Yeah, and so I if, that too. if you don't like, so two pounds, big deal, right? You can barely notice There's something it. like from the time you're 25 on, it's, yeah. it's between one and two pounds a year. And so you can see how that compounds exactly because you're not then losing that you're, you're adding on and adding on. So that's a negative compounding, right? right? But you can also, yeah. you know, financially, you can use compounding interest to your benefit. You guys get the concept here, write the things down that are your early warning signs, post those pictures. If you're in our coaching program on the private uh, Facebook members group, if you're on Instagram, post some pictures, take this seriously. This can be life-changing for many of you. In the meantime, Thank you for all the five-star reviews on iTunes. If you've not yet given us a five-star review on iTunes, well, you know what to do. Just pop over to iTunes, five stars, not four or five, and then leave a comment about why you love today's podcast. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.